0: Make an informed decision about your cancer treatment after hearing from our experts. This is Managing Cancer with
1: Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Here's your host, Melanie Cole. We're talking today about advances in prostate cancer treatments, and my guest is Dr. Evan Pisik. He's a medical oncologist. Welcome to the show, Dr. Pisik. Can you tell us a little bit about prostate cancer? Kind of give us a working definition.
0: So prostate cancer obviously, is cancer of the prostate and also one of the most common non-melanoma skin cancers in men. And in 2013, upwards of 240,000 men will be diagnosed uh, with prostate cancer of all stages.
1: Are there certain risk factors that men and their wives should be aware of that might predispose them to getting prostate cancer?
0: Yes. So one of the most common... um, Risk factors include age. Uh, The older you get, the more likely you are to have prostate cancer. In fact, over the age of sixty, one in 15 will be diagnosed. Also, race is important. African-American men uh, develop prostate cancer about, on average, 10 years younger than Caucasian or Hispanic men. Uh, Family history is also very important, so men who have brothers, fathers, uncles, sons with prostate cancer may be at higher risk for developing prostate cancer, as well as obesity, diets high in saturated fats. Uh, There are other genetic uh, syndromes as well, but they're much rarer.
1: If somebody is going to see their doctor on a regular basis, which is what we certainly would encourage, but they are having some symptoms that they that they are on, you know, something that they haven't really had before, let the listeners know what they might be experiencing that would send them to their doctor.
0: So symptoms that men can look for include frequent urination, incomplete voiding of the bladder, urinating a lot at night while sleeping, erectile dysfunction blood in the urine, blood in the semen, Um, those are some of the symptoms that if men are developing, they should be seeing their physicians about. The other issue with these symptoms is that they can come on very slowly. So they will not happen overnight. It is something that men will notice over time but may get used to. So they have to be more aware of uh, their urinary habits.
1: And it's important for men to see their doctor regularly, isn't that true, Dr. Pysik, because as men age, their prostate does grow, and so that goes along with it, and they see their doctor on a regular basis.
0: Correct. A lot of these symptoms that I described aren't only associated with prostate cancer. They're also associated with a benign enlargement of the prostate, which is treated in very different ways.
1: So then how would prostate cancer be diagnosed?
0: So, prostate cancer is diagnosed by biopsy of the prostate, where parts of the prostate are removed that we can look at under the microscope. The men who do have prostate biopsies are usually men in which high suspicion is noted, including elevated PSAs, uh, clinical histories, family histories, as well as physical exam of the prostate on what's called the digital rectal exam exam. The prostate is noted to be hard, irregular, swollen, uh, or even if nodules are palpated.
1: So, Dr. Pisik, if you would please explain the PSA test. What are the normal ranges men get these numbers? They don't quite always know what they mean. And explain the Gleason score and the clinical staging, if you would.
0: So, PSA is a blood test, which stands for Prostatic Specific Antigen, which is a prostate noted in the blood made by prostate cells, both normal cells as well as cancer cells. This number, the range changes as men age. So a range you use for a 50-year-old may not be the same range you use for an 80-year-old. The Gleason score is a pathologic diagnosis, so when we do a biopsy and our pathologist looks at the cancer under the microscope, they basically determine its pattern from what they can see, and it's based on a scale of 2 to 10, so that you have two scales of 1 to 5. The primary growth pattern, which is the most common pattern you see within the specimen, gets a number of 1 to 5, what we call the secondary pattern, which is the second most common pattern that is under the microscope, also gets a score under 1 to 5, one to five, and those numbers are added together. Gleason's of 6 and lower are considered low risk, while Gleason's 8 to 10 are considered more of a high-grade tumor. The clinical staging of prostate cancer is based on digital rectal exams. How does the prostate feel under an exam uh, with a finger itself? We also can use ultrasounds of the prostate as well as MRIs of the prostate to get a picture of what the prostate looks like. Can we see cancer invading from the prostate into nearby structures such as bladder or rectum? Are there enlarged lymph nodes? Are the seminal vesicles involved? Is the cancer going through the capsule, which is the lining of the prostate? And by using PSA, Gleason score, clinical staging, we can develop a clinical risk in which patients can be low risk, intermediate risk, or high risk. And for patients who have localized disease within the prostate, it helps us to better stratify when discussing treatment options moving forward.
1: So for most men, they'll have many treatment options, and the tricky part is then how to come to the decision that's best for them. So speak about some important developments in prostate cancer treatment.
0: So many of the advances that have recently come in prostate cancer treatment apply mostly to men with metastatic prostate cancer. And so that's cancer that's already spread beyond the prostate to lymph nodes, bones, and other internal organs. And these are also men who, in their initial treatment will receive what's called androgen deprivation therapy, which is very commonly referred to hormonal therapy. And what we are accomplishing there are we give medications to get men to stop making testosterone. Low testosterone levels don't allow the prostate cancer to grow. But over time, these cancers learn to grow in low testosterone environments, and thus we have to use other therapies. In the last several years, several have been developed, such as Provenge, which is a vaccine therapy, some people refer to as immunotherapy, in which white blood cells are removed from the body and actually conditioned to go back and fight prostate cancer. Uh, A new drug called Zofigo or Radium 223, which is a radioactive drug that is infused into the patient on a monthly basis and actually binds into bone in areas in the bone where prostate cancer likes to grow. The only downside to this drug is that it does not fight cancer that is in lymph node or other organs, only in bone, but it is also a great drug.
1: So, Dr. Pisik... Well, let me ask you about surgery for a minute because, uh, you know, many men think that if they're diagnosed with prostate cancer, they're going to have to have their prostate removed. And surgery has advanced quite a bit these days. So tell us a little bit about surgery for prostate cancer. So
0: men who have uh, clinically localized disease, we have the surgical options. Um, One is an open prostatectomy where as it says, it's an open procedure, men are opened up, prostate and lymph nodes are removed by a trained urologist. They also have the new robotic and laparoscopic procedures where small holes are made into patients where probes and other devices are inserted in the prostate and lymph nodes are removed as well.
1: So can you please tell us the most important information that you would like men listening to hear about prostate cancer?
0: I think the most important things for men to know about prostate cancer is to be encouraged to talk with their doctors about their risk for prostate cancer and whether they should or should not be tested. Second, to encourage men to know that they have options about prostate cancer treatment should they be diagnosed with either early disease or late stage disease. And that the Cancer Treatment Centers of America are committed to finding the right treatment for them and offers an integrative approach to care that many men may benefit from.
1: And you're listening to Managing Cancer with Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Thanks for listening. This is Melanie Cole. Have a great day.